0: Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. I'm your host Anthony Canton the Third, and this is the Thor Love and Thunder slash Miss Marvel slash MCU slash anything you felt like asking mailbag. And uh, happy to be back. Had a little bit of a uh, health spell, but things are getting better, and I, I feel better. And it's good to be back. And I'm back with the guys, with my pals, my compadres. First, the super producer Jake Christie's in the house. Jake, how are you?
1: I'm doing really well. Uh, I don't love the fact that my air conditioning's loud, so I'm hot already, even though I just turned it off five minutes ago. Listen,
0: this heat in NYC right now is killer. I literally fried like the Thanksgiving turkey earlier today. Uh, Jerome Chang. Mm -hmm. He's cooked. Yes, literally. Literally cooked. Cooked with turkey grease. Uh, We have Jerome Chang, a.k.a. Black Dragon Roll, in the house with us. Jerome, how are you?
2: I'm doing well. Uh, no, I'm, I, I am surviving. Our heat is pretty bad as well, but I just max out on AC in here, and I'm not mad at that.
0: Hey, hey, hey man, there ain't, nothing, ain't nothing wrong with a little AC in your life, and this AC is right back in the saddle. But I want to be... Oh, I wow. want to... There it there is. is. There it is. There it is. There it is. And I want to begin first with you, Jerome, because... We did, we did a Thor Love and Thunder pod a couple of weeks ago, but we did not have your thoughts as you were jet-setting around the globe. Um, Jerome Chang, give me your thoughts on Thor Love and Thunder. I There are a lot of
2: kind of stray thoughts in my head that I don't even know that I fully process, but I feel that's actually pretty indicative of like what the experience of watching the movie is, too, because it feels like... I really well, the short answer is I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Um it's right up my alley in terms of like it's taika, it's silly, it's it's funny, like it's really, really funny uh when it wants to be. Um and and it's filled with like a lot of heart and things like that. I will say it, it also feels very aimless as a mm-hmm. movie. Um I think uh I, I was I think it was like Miles Suri did a write-up on The Ringer uh, in a review of it. And I think bringing up the kind of general concern and having Thor kind of at the center of um, maybe the larger concern about the current crop of MCU films in that there seems to be little to no like real connectivity in the kind of way that it was so tight. Excuse me. Uh, During uh, the Infinity Saga and like, especially like phase one and, having a plan going that way. There is a lot of just like disparate kind of stories and characters. And I mean, generally generally for me, I'm entertained with it. I'm okay with that. Um, I'm sure we'll get to it when we get to it. But I also understand for, you know, something like MCU that has essentially trained their viewers to watch their content a certain way, I can see where you might feel a little lost in how you're supposed to consume and take in what's going on right now but uh generally like specifically when we go back to the movie itself i had a good time watching um i probably will have it ranked higher than uh many other people i i actually don't know what anyone else's thoughts are on it Uh, i've heard that there's been negative feedback i've heard um a lot of people are not too crazy about it some people are over the moon too some people (laughs) love the goats, some people hate the goats. Some people, uh, it, it's it's kind of all over the place when it comes to this one. It seems like it's a very divisive thing. Uh, but again, me personally, I really enjoyed the film. Uh, I want to see it again. Um, mostly it's just like a casual hang thing. Like I think what also kind of works against it, I was thinking about it today. Like you want your MCU films to be like theater exper- experiences. And I don't even know that this movie very much is. Like it's almost the kind of thing that like I could have watched in the comforts of my home and enjoyed it just as much uh because i I watched it in mostly an empty theater when mm-hmm. I did. um so I didn't even have like the added you know collective um experience that we are so used to having when it comes to a Marvel mm-hmm. film, and mm-hmm. I couldn't even tell you if it added or deterred from it, but I'm guessing I probably would have enjoyed it just the same, maybe a bit more of like more people we're in it laughing along with
1: certain things, but
2: yeah. It's yeah the, cool difference,
1: the difference is not that crazy. Cause I saw it uh, on opening weekend again, mm-hmm. after the uh, critic screening and the thing is, there's just, there's a lot like, you know, a lot of laughter and stuff. And that always makes a movie a little bit better. But I think you're right that in terms of like, there were not really big moments that, um, had people gasping or reacting in any sort of way, um, and that kind of is the thing we've come to expect. Um, now, obviously, I, it's also the fourth movie. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I think that it did make somewhat of a difference, but I do think you're right that it is one that it is such also such a vibe, and I think that that's why Thor Ragnarok has grown in estimation is because it, unlike a lot of the other MCU movies, it's kind of something you wade along with, so it's like very low stress to watch at home um yeah. like you, there's not you know you're not really worried that the characters are going to die um
0: but yeah i think you mentioned a lot of stuff there Jerome that has kind of been the heavy topic of conversation as of late just generally with the MCU i think the when we, i mean we've had the discussions of fatigue we've also had the discussions of what is this going to look like when we feel like this is more of an experimentation phase because that's really what it it, it does feel like to to a degree. Yes, there's a st-
2: I, I, I I don't know that it's an experimentation phase. Well, I don't I don't see that well, at here's, all. I, I see uh-huh. it as like go yeah. Let's sorry, I'll hear you out. Let let me know why you see it as an experimentation.
0: Here's phase. why I would say that because, and it's not experimentation in the sense that they're necessarily doing something way, way different that we've never seen before. They're getting into the characters where it's like, I mean, when you go from phase one to three, these are the people that not only comic book heads know, like the casual comic book heads know, but like mainstream people who are watching these films kind of know. This phase, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Miss Marvel. They're what I would say Miss Marvel's more of a new character. The Eternals, I would say they're more obscure than mostly most characters that are there. And then when you talk about something like Shang-Chi, that was a character that if you go back to the what, like I think it's in Inception in like the seventies or or Like late sixties or whatever, it was very problematic. So that was something that they had to bring back and kind of change up a lot of what they were doing there. So that's again, that's kind of like a rebuilt, remade character. Yeah, Spider-Man, Strange. I think those Spider-Man obviously had the heavy moments, but Doctor Strange was like the first time where people were like, "Huh, what's happening with this thing? Is this a thing that's happening?" Um, and this movie kind of um also has that same reaction and i don't know like and and i don't even think it's even me being as a person who's like yeah i'm in the tank for the mcu because i mean anybody who's listened to this podcast for the length of time that we've did it there's been particular things that i've been like yo this this is not working uh falcon in the winter soldier being an example of that so I mean, if you think about, like, what they're doing here, there are clearly issues with the television side that they're still trying to manage, even though Miss Marvel, I thought, was really good. I'll get to that in a little bit. But I think, overall, there is stuff that needs to kind of be examined. And also, I think people got to chill a little bit. It's very hot takey. I wrote an article at murphysmultiverse.com, which I think people should really check out. It's a... It's a phase...
2: clickety clacking in its own words. Yeah,
0: cl- yeah, I'm yeah, I'm clickety clacking here. And basically, what I wrote was, I love a, it. I love it. The main headline was, Phase Four is doing just fine. Is it them or is it you? Because I do think, for the most part, and and basically the gist of it, I'll just give a, a quick summary. Is I think a lot of things have changed. Pandemic stuff. Our viewing habits. There's a lot of things that go into these things and why we watch and how we watch differently. The fact that there are so many so many more people at this fountain of MCU content, that's another thing too. There is just a lot of things that are, aren't being considered um, when it comes to things. Now, that being said, there is a end game hangover that is real, that people are chasing that high. They're trying to get back to it. But then at the same time, it's like, Yo, I don't know what you want. It's like...
1: I mean, I think the thing you're... I generally agree with a lot of the stuff you're saying, and we got to get something else, but I think the thing that you are missing is that... A lot of people just don't individually like the movies. Like, it's pe- a lot of people's complaints about these movies is that they do not mm-hmm. like the movies. It's not, I wish it was like, I think that you, your milieu, might be talking a lot about the bigger stuff. But to sure. be frank, a lot of people who are just casual fans just didn't like these movies. And I think that Thor Love and Thunder's yeah. problem has nothing to do with Waking like, X and next other stuff. Even though I liked it a lot, its problem is that its plot is just not really a good, yeah. well done plot. It's it's just really, a, it just feels it's, like it's a movie wandering sort of Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I, I, and, I do, uh, just
2: before we we'll move get to on, because we have someone who has something to say. But I do want to actually talk yes. a little bit about like uh, what you're talking about here. First, I, I completely disagree with the notion of experimentation. I just don't think any of that is going on right now. Yeah, but it's not I, the same. I, I, but like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's like, not the
0: same. It's not like, I, I'm not saying wait, experimentation in okay, so the action. Here, you know things. what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's just choice of words. There, here are a couple of things. Yes, I agree. Uh-huh. These are very new characters, or ones that are very old, uh, like just like uh, don't really have the deeper comic lore. Let's not forget that when Phase One came out, it wasn't like those characters of Iron Man and Captain America, no, while like known entities, were far from like considered like the heavy hitters of it.
0: Oh, and but there's no comparison,
2: though. actually. Here comes itself. There's a little bit. I think think you're overrating uh, it a little bit because of how well it worked out. I I also
1: think Mm -hmm. that, and once again, we do need to move on to another thing that we need to introduce, but that the opinion of the people in your Twitter feed is not at all important to whether or not the MCU succeeds or fails. People who are that yes. in the tank already, the complaints they have about it are not – Kevin Feige does not give a shit about those in his bottom line. It's about the people who saw Love and Thunder and was like, I guess it was kind of funny, but it was kind of dumb. Like that is yeah. – that's what he cares about. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't care about what the people that you're seeing are saying. But like the people who are invested enough to care about the sorts of things that you're rebutting who are, might read Mul- Murphy's multiverse mm-hmm. – they're going to buy a ticket no matter what. That's not – like, we're talking about the health of the MCU. The complaints that someone who says – like, talks about MCU fatigue, who's like a casual viewer, their complaints are not the complaints of people who are reading your article, unfortunately. Oh, I just uh, disagree. I, so I, I, uh,
0: uh-huh. say- I have more on that later, but I before anybody continues, I don't want to delay this any longer. Uh, wait, wait. This is the last
2: bit I'm just going to ask you just because we're going to throw it to them, and then we can stop right okay. here. Everything that you're saying about mm-hmm. – um, You know, like, maybe, like, you're just, like, watching it in a way with high expectations. Marvel set those expectations. Yeah. uh, That's the thing. I don't think you can go around and say, like, hey, like, you guys are watching it wrong. Marvel has trained viewers, both experienced and non-experienced, to watch it a certain way. And now they're kind of existing in an area where... They're not delivering in the way they essentially have built their formula, or
0: or the last thing I will say on this before I introduce our guest is maybe is the last last thing. the very absolute last sure. thing is that maybe it's not the maybe it's not particularly what you're saying, but it perhaps it could just be that there is a lot of this shit and maybe too much of this shit, and I think that's a more interesting argument that you that you can make to yeah. kind of further that point, sure. but. We do have a guest. Uh, this person. Who
2: has something to say. Who finally used, I didn't even know this feature was a thing on Zencaster. That hand that you can raise that says, I have it something. It was really breaking
1: play. new ground in terms of the podcasting space, and I appreciate her for it.
2: Very, very similar to like how early in, in the inception of this podcast, she breathed this entirely new life into our three asses. Um, she does the same here by raising her hand using a user interface that we've been using and
1: had no idea how to use, apparently. And at AC, who is that hand raiser? Who is that,
0: that hand, hand raiser? raiser is a old friend, still friend, and, you know, one always family member of this podcast. One OG. Nitz is in the house. OG, Nitz, what's up?
3: I have so much to say. I just want everyone to know that I've just been silent for, like, five minutes while they've been talking. I apologize. Yeah,
1: I intended... No offense, I intended AC to finish his point and then introduce you, and that is not what happened, and sometimes you're a train conductor and the train runs away, and <laughs> you just gotta hope. <laughs> How
2: long have you I been, have been producing this us. podcast that, like, taught you that you have no control over I mean, yeah, that's
0: <laughs> Yeah. But, Nitz, welcome but Nitz, to what the, are the program. program. You'd like to hey, Nitz. This? With
3: all of it, okay. Well,
1: first, no. Obviously, try to have it in like some coherent fashion. Um, okay, No,
2: no, it's no. no I,
3: I can be I'll coherent. I think uh... let's, let's start with yeah, Thor because we did
1: start with talking about
2: Thor. What did what did you think about Thor: Love and Thunder? Because we know you are a like diehard Ragnarok fan. Yeah. Like you will watch it any chance pretty much you get. It is a comfort film. It is mm-hmm. one of your favorites in MCU. So, like with that framing, you would assume that Love and Thunder would be right up your alley where did it end up
3: so this kind of ties into what y'all were just saying so i'm gonna talk about two movies at once but really it's about thor Mm -hmm. love and thunder because that's how i went into it the two movies that i was most excited for with all the tv shows with all the movies whatever was dr strange multiverse of madness and thor love and thunder multiverse of madness because i thought it was going to introduce the next big bad of the mcu that Mm -hmm. i thought like This is what we're, you know, building towards over the next 20 movies, because this is what I came to know and love about the MCU. Thor Love and Thunder, because of everything you just said, Jerome. Ragnarok is my favorite movie of all time. I've seen it like a hundred times. I love it. I love the tone. I love how it strikes like funny and serious. I loved all of it. Those are the two movies. Multiverse of Madness let me down, but I think that was self-inflicted. Right. So then going into Thor Love and Thunder, I was like, there's no way it could let me down because my only expectation is that I really enjoy myself and that's it. And I didn't like, OK, mind you, within two hours of leaving the movie, I was I, I'm just going to say on the pod, you could cut it off. If you don't want it there because it's I know make- no,
1: I don't want, I didn't know if you wanted it out there. I didn't
3: care less. I literally left okay. the movie at 830 and then by 1030 I was in the ER with Salmonella, I guess. But so I don't know. I might need to rewatch it maybe when I'm not developing.
2: <laughs> Has the MCU let down a fan so hard that they sent them straight to the R after
3: that if joke you... was honestly in the are yeah. like, did you get Salmonella from Thor being bad? And I'm like, maybe. Right. Um, it wasn't bad. I just the amount of unnecessarily placed jokes took me out of the enjoyment of the movie so many times yeah. throughout the movie that I couldn't big picture enjoy myself. There was a tweet I think that said the their favorite part of the movie was when Christian Bale uh, had them all had all their mouths covered because they couldn't quit at him in that
0: moment.
3: <laughs> it like, was like, hey yo, that's funny. You know what? Some points are being made. Like there are so many moments where I'm like, you are joking with a bunch of kids who have just been kidnapped by your villain. Yeah. Like it's a little unnecessary. And I realize that's like a small nitpick. Didn't you guys? No, but it's
1: no. it's that is the main complaint about the movie. Like I I recognize that that the thing that I because I while I enjoy the movie a lot, I am very sympathetic to the people who did not like it because I know that I just have a very high tolerance for certain stuff, and I kind of just like if I, if I enjoy myself while I'm watching a movie, mm-hmm. then that is the most important thing. And I was laughing a lot with it because I liked the jokes. Okay. But I think from a is it good or bad? I think it is, uh, especially having seen it two times. It just, even though Taika talks a lot about how they improvise, like, 70% of the lines in Ragnarok, I think it was so vital that the original script was a pretty conventional comic book movie that they then improvised on top of. I think the fact that he came up with the story and then improvised on top of it made it too silly, because if this... If, Like, the story of Ragnarok is pretty straightforward superhero. There's just a lot of jokes in it. Whereas this, it felt like uh, – I I honestly almost wish that he had to start with a by-the-numbers superhero movie, and then he could change it. I I
2: mean, it was really, like, the incredible success of Ragnarok that allowed for something like this to happen. But I think what we did inevitably see was a case where uh, if this was Taika's first – Uh, production under MCU, we would have heard so many things about rewrites, maybe even a director coming in to take over. Like, it's the kind of thing that is actually unconventional for MCU, where we let a director like fully, like freely create their version of what they wanted.
3: You know, what's funny, though, is that's one of the main complaints i've also heard about the mcu from other people and mind you maybe they're like they're too filmy right like they're like jake was saying it's not really the people buying the ticket because the people buying the ticket aren't no no
1: no too no. filmy people i care about i don't care about oh, the okay two sorry comic sorry category but there exactly. was a
3: video essay on it um that i wish i remembered the name because such an amazing youtuber but he was saying that um what he liked the most about Multiverse of Madness is that they really let the director like have their own spin on it, whereas a lot of the MCU movies felt a lot more formulaic. And with this one, you definitely... I mean, mm-hmm. Jake texted me before I saw the movie that I felt like Taika just with less notes from the network. Yeah, am like, yes. right. yeah. Could have done with some more. And,
1: and, and that should be a good thing, but I think it is a good example of how... I, I think a big difference, too, is that Taika has a very distinct style of comedy, but he doesn't, where Sam Raimi has a very distinct visual palette, and that's why it's so distinctly him, and as a Sam Raimi fan, I loved Multiverse of Madness's visuals in the way that it let him do that stuff, but Taika doesn't really have a distinct visual palette, so a lot of the visuals of it felt a lot like other MCU movies, and since he so that just turned up the dial on the dialogue that was Taika EE. Now, once again, I don't think that that's necessarily the worst thing in the world, but I also think that it is, it is to it just it does, doesn't work as well as a coherent movie, which I think that is like a thing that I think we take for granted in the Kevin Feige machine because he's very good at getting narratives to make sense. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, but AC has something to say, he's not raising his hand on this program. Hey, but AC, I literally. don't, I
2: don't, before you do, I think you need to actually use the hand raising feature if you're, yeah, going if you don't mind. Pressing pressing right well,
0: I mean. The hashtag is washed agenda, folks. It's a, I don't know if that's going oh to happen, but I, I will it's I will a, do my best right next. To I will it's it's, it's best. a little
2: hand that you can like click at that point. I, yeah. no,
0: I mean, I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll find it at some point, but I just had to get the hashtag in. Um, so I think technically speaking, it is interesting because if we go back, let's go back a couple months, Jake. You remember that time I, I, I texted the group chat and I was like, hey, I heard some things about this movie and why there hasn't been a trailer yet. Seems to be like there's a little problem with Taika in the studio. And this I can say publicly now because the movie's out. So it seems like there was a back and forth between the studio and we ain't getting no trailer and stuff like that. So the movie comes out first. We get this video with Taika and Tessa Thompson kind of like shitting on the VFX people, which was like, this is what was poorly received on the internet um as far as like Tyka's attitude towards vfx operators and then of course that other article comes out about vfx operators talking about marvel being the worst in terms of not paying and being more demanding and all that other stuff so that's the other thing um shout out to the ringerverse podcast joanna robinson reported uh last week um during their thor love and thunder breakdown is that apparently and she's pretty plugged in to Disney, so I tend to trust what she says. Um, she says that Taika was issued a two, uh, under two hour mandate for this movie. So when we talk about giving Taika like full, uh, you know, carte blanche to do what he does, just kind of putting the pieces together as an outside observer, I would be led to believe that. He did get the carte blanche. They got back the movie Mm -hmm. and they were like, what the fuck? And a lot of things got taken out. Um, The Peter Dinklage and Jeff Goldblum and Lena Headey uh, cameos were cut from the movie. Just straight up cut. No deleted scenes either. That's just one. That's uh, one thing that happens there. And just generally, and it's funny because you and I, Jake, you and I talked about it after the critic screening. I was like, wow, this movie was paced, like it was just like it was flying, it was moving. But then it's like yeah. when you really examine it and think back, it just felt like one thing cut to the next thing, cut I, to the next thing. I didn't
2: think it was paced at all. Like first, I was excited well, no, that it was under thing. two hours, right? Oh, longer than that.
0: Right. Right. So like, that that's a good point that you make. So like, initially, that was my first thought. But like, the more that I think about it now, and then with this information, it's like, oh, it seems like just they had to make a lot of changes to what the final product was going to be. And it didn't. And it wasn't it wasn't cohesive. It wasn't as cohesive as it probably should have been. Now what the story it's is the worst between, of both worlds to do. Yeah. That. To
1: to do what they did is either you are like ten percent involved at all times, or you let the director do everything from start to finish. It's really bad if you are zero percent involved in the shooting of the movie and then try to be fifty percent involved in the editing of it. That's how you end up with a movie that has narrative problems. Right, and I can and so I, can,
0: exactly I can easily see yeah. yeah.
1: Wait, next. Have we it says, seen next that?
3: Sorry, like question to y'all: Have we seen that with, um? with marvel before because that's classic dc like we got that with justice league and i'm sure that that's yeah. happened because Ant-Man. directors don't always get along but no like- well,
1: ant-man was way before that was the thing right but
2: no no but just in the sense of like um like that is probably the closest we have to like a full overhaul of, even thor 2 to a degree uh had Which that happen is, to it.
3: everyone's top five yeah MCs yeah it's one of the yes, but i think yes, the yeah.
1: important thing to keep in mind about uh-huh. the thing that's so different between those is that those were things that happened before the movie started, I'm which sure. like and the but the reason it's I would say that this doesn't happen with Marvel is kind of a bad thing, which is I it's just very rare that they give a director full reign to begin with. Mm-hmm. So like if there's a yeah. problem with the movie on day one, then they don't need to go back and you know fix it later because Kevin Feige will be fixing it as the movie's being made. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Essentially,
2: but, what we're facing here, like, is if we saw. Like the Russo starting to fumble the bag,
1: yeah. Because and, and like you I have would... essentially
2: one of the most trusted directors, and I don't think I'm not. This is not me saying that Taika fumble fumble the bag as much as like Taika made his movie, which I feel is a very Taika type movie. Mm-hmm. But in a in a world and universe where you are expecting a level of tightness, it doesn't deliver on that front. Yeah,
1: and also not for nothing. Look at Taika's IMDb. I would not be surprised if a lot of the issues would be him not being available to do edits or reshoots. Um, sure. He just does, he does way more than the As average director. Yeah. Um, and so like legitimately, I would not be surprised if there are scenes in the movie that he didn't shoot, or if there's a lot of editing that he didn't do. And maybe part of the getting it under two hours was just to get it done. There's a million different things. Um, but ultimately I think the more important thing is that there obviously are issues with this movie. And I do think, it's that you're right that the a lot of the issues with Multiverse of Madness, I don't think are your fault, but are the marketing's fault. They definitely sold it as this is the big thing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I kind of was always skeptical of that because as a big Sam Raimi fan, I'm like, I don't think that Sam – I just think he's going to have some weird little monsters that are fun. But um, – so, yeah. what how, how did you feel about, like, you know, w- context aside, what were the things beyond the specific stuff with, like, the jokiness that really bumped you?
3: That bumped me? Um It was just that, like, I got to tell you, if you took out like 30% of the jokes and injected a little bit more seriousness to the moment, because like Thor, Mm -hmm. starting in Ragnarok is when like, we really let Chris Hemsworth be funny. And we saw that in Endgame, but he didn't, when it was time to get real in Mm -hmm. Endgame, he got real in this in this version of Thor, the he tonal shifts
2: scared. were more natural too.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. This just like stayed, I'm Thor and I'm gonna like laugh at all these kids and just tell people like, no, they're fine, they're scared. But they're there's gonna-
2: both they're child scared, abduction and, and cancer in this.
3: Yeah. And too many jokes. <laughs> yeah. Like you take those two topics and then you just put like a hundred billion jokes a second on top of them and it just made no sense to me. So. I can't tell mm-hmm. you anything else because if I look yeah. strictly as the movie, like mm-hmm. the the plot running through a ton of stuff, Ragnarok did that too. Ragnarok has. Yeah like, different planets and different, like, we go from him finding, like, his dad dying to finding out he has a sister to landing on this planet to finding the Mm -hmm. Hulk to Mm -hmm. running away with the Hulk after finding Bruce Banner to going back and fighting Hela to finding out he's the god of thunder. They fit all of that into the movie. I couldn't care less if they fit, like, a 100 plot points into this one, too. But the amount of jokes just made it, I just constantly... Zoned out of the movie because I was mm-hmm. so annoyed with the last thing that they said, and it didn't let me enjoy the fact that they brought back Matt Damon to play. That is such a good yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
3: Kofi, and, and the thing is, it, we'll get the back most of the that
2: coming in as Hella was oh my
1: god, yeah,
3: so perfect. funny! So good. And like, so funny, Kofi, I guess, hasn't seen Ragnarok a hundred thousand times, uh, so he turns <laughs> to me in the movie he goes, Is that Matt Damon? yeah yeah Yeah. and and the thing is i i almost
1: think that like obviously it still would be somewhat of a problem but i think that's so much of the reason why him being funny in ragnarok works better Mm -hmm. is because it is motivated by him being deeply insecure about being beaten for really the first time that he is overcompensate. it's very much a joke right like it's so clear that he is doing this because he's nervous and doubts himself and i feel like in this I kept waiting for the moment where after he was like joking with the kids who were, you know, abducted, which is of course, you know, not great, but I almost feel like the movie works much better. If you just have a little bit moment, even if it's just the thing on his face where you can tell he's doing it because he's nervous or like, he's doing it because he doesn't know what to say to them. He's doing it because he feels like this that, and the other, but because he really doesn't go on much of an, he goes on like, an, he doesn't have like that same, the movie starts with him being completely peaceful. So like, it just feels like he's joking to be funny. Whereas if he was, if he was, the the joking was motivated out of fear of being killed by the God Butcher, I feel like that would make more sense. Jerome, once again, utilizing the, the hands. I mean, he gets precedence, it. Sorry, he's using the hand. I,
2: it's not even that important. I was, under normal circumstances, without this discovery, I would have just continued on from your point. But um, no, I, I think the other thing, too, is just we've experienced now the Thor crisis of faith. A number of times over like it is a well that we continually go back to and you would have thought at least by the end of endgame to some degree um we have some resolution to stuff but i get that like he does need a bounce track from endgame because he's like going through everything there uh this one i guess was a little more about you know finding love in his life and kind of finding like meaning that way even then, it, it felt a little forced. In I, I obviously like this pod isn't to do like a really deep dive into Thor, but uh, I would say yeah, just in a lot of wow, AC has figured out. The yes, feature. AC
1: figured out. Now I am still banking that yeah. I, Nitz is next because she raised. Nitz her Nitz is next. And, yes, yes. And I just turned off her hand raise because I was tired of seeing the animation. Um, but yeah, Nitz is next. <laughs> um,
3: well, I was gonna say something totally different actually no it relates to- and how
1: is that different than what we normally do no it
3: really yeah. <laughs> no no it relates i was gonna say something related to jake's point but then jerome said yeah. something and i was like oh wait they relate in my head so if he was really it, joking yeah. out of like trying to find himself in this sort of nervousness and like not knowing who he is i'm almost okay with that because like jerome said he's like trying to find himself now a little bit post end game like we left him in end game with him being like i am not the king i am not this like ruler that I was meant to be and like now I'm discovering who I am and he was gonna go figure that out with the Guardians which we got what negative five minutes of uh, in this movie and but that being said you said it it's like him finding himself through love is so obnoxious to me after everything we've been through especially because you know how I feel about the Natalie Portman Thor love story I just don't care for it I just don't (laughs) care for it and then this movie came and I'm like This was maybe the best that it's been, but I still, Mm -hmm. I just, I couldn't care less about Thor finding himself through his love for Natalie Portman. I would maybe understand it if he was finding his way through love for someone that's like an Earth person. And that's how he found his like love for Earth and protecting all people, not just Asgard. Mm -hmm. But she's no longer this like Earth human and he no longer needs to go through this journey of coming to Earth and wanting to protect people and not being this like yeah. oh, I'm Thor, get me another. We already did that in Thor
2: 1. Right, right.
3: So generally, if, it's too, if
2: it's
1: good, if, oh go. No.
2: Yeah, no, generally uh, the other thing too and this is me entirely ignoring AC finally figuring out the future uh, but I...
3: <laughs> AC figured I, out I how think, to raise his hand and we said two, And
2: then we ignored him entirely. Yeah, no, I think The other thing, too, and I think I found that throughout the whole movie is just there was too much exposition in terms of explaining what was happening as opposed to just like showing it. So I think like a lot of stuff in terms of, you know, when we're talking about Thor's narrative journey through it or anything that's going on there, there was definitely a lot more of either a Korg montage voiceover or someone else explaining like how like and I enjoy those those montages, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but uh, there was a lot of leaning into explaining what is happening as opposed to showing and like letting the viewer see it play out. All right, those are probably
3: the oh. most well-placed jokes. I'm so sorry. The core. No, 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 Jace, I love
2: them. Yeah, yeah.
3: DC finally gets it to go. You good. Um, no, because no, no. yeah,
0: yeah. No, I, I, I do want to make this point quick because I know we got listener questions to get to, but um, I want to make a point and a question for Nitz. The point is And I think this one feels uh, pretty easy to say, could he use the more gore and more God butching because Christian Bale was pretty damn good in this movie? That's I think that's an easy one. Yeah. And the question I I have for Nitz is because I always because I've wondered ever since I've seen this movie, I've just had this this curiosity to everybody because they've been very mixed on their opinion of Russell Crowe's Zeus. What were your thoughts on Russell Crowe's performance in this film?
3: Um I loved Javert's a uh, rendition of no, like a little Lemiz joke. Nobody got that. I know.
1: I just and it's I. I find I the f- films you have and haven't seen, and I'm there was no irony to be <laughs> as fascinating as like ancient hieroglyphics. Because it's never what I think. It's I never. It's it's never what I would assume you would have seen. And just keep going. It's wonderful. No,
3: I don't going. even know if I got the character's name right from Lemiz. So if I didn't, I all believe the you Les did. Fans yeah. Fans listening to this, don't get mad yeah. at me. Um.
2: I need Lemiz fans to come at this podcast specifically
3: <laughs> all the reviews are just how dare you um i dreamed a dream okay and no, i'm sorry what was <laughs> the question russell crow, russell crow. I, did you like russell Crowe? i found no issue with it i thought it was okay. fine it was fine. oh i yeah, thought it was it hilarious
0: was, yeah.
2: i do I, I do have one yeah. point about it just because i don't know if it was brought up i, I should listen to the previous uh, review pod of this show but um I 100% do not believe, despite the fact that he has a dad bod, that in any way uh, Zeus was a washed agenda or washed character. I just want yeah, to. Yeah, he, oh, he's that having a orgy. I didn't. He's not washed. I did not use the hashtag. I didn't use the hashtag. Okay, hat-check. okay. I just got to make sure. I just got to make only, sure. It only
0: applies specifically. It seems like it,
2: and to, before to we like move 99% on to, of the things that you find in life
1: before we move on to the second thing that we need to do in this podcast which admittedly is already running long and that's why I love this but is uh I actually think that they could have used Russell Crowe's buffoonery to l- get at like a a thing that I kind of wish the story was more about which is yep. if the villain is going to be a god butcher have part of Thor's journey be discovering what it means to be a god. And then you can bring in Jane with, like, what does it mean that Jane has, like, godly powers, but she's Mm -hmm. not immortal? What is the difference there? How does he define his role as a god? Because he doesn't want to be king of Asgard, but does he have some sort of responsibility that people believe in him? I I, I think part of
2: the problem, or I think they address it to a degree, Uh, I think what we're seeing or what they're trying to convey there is, like, Thor's ahead of the curve. Like, he's already... Figured out what is what it is to be like a and, proper and god. That's I, I mean, I his struggle have, is like his conflict with him.
3: Have we gotten to go on that journey with him before we got to this place? That, that would have been the original four. He is good god, and all the other gods. I mean, are bad gods. No,
1: I don't actually agree with that, Jerome, because he just is more like the protector of Earth. I think that he doesn't. But like, I gods... God
2: in this world protect their are responsible for their specific I
1: agree. But I think that him figuring out what it means to be a god of the Asgardians but also someone who cares about humans and also someone who cares about other gods, I don't think that we really have had, it's really unclear to us beyond his own self, like, like if the children of Asgard didn't get Kidnapped? Would Thor want to kill Gore the God Butcher? I think the answer is yes, but I want to have it. Un- I want to have some type of understanding of what he feels like. His what do gods owe to people? What do they owe to each other? Um, and I think that this might conflict this question,
2: with Zeus and with everything that he experiences. There is his answer to that question.
1: I agree, but I think you could yeah. weave it into the other story. You, I
2: I, you right. can definitely lean into it yeah. and like expand that more. But yes. I'm again, that's All my right. point of like. But I have an important long question
1: long. though, because. Not only did you miss our Thor pod, AC mm-hmm. missed our last two Miss Marvel pods, mm-hmm. and we'll be talking about it in the future. And we have some questions about it, so you don't need to go overboard. But how did you feel about the last two episodes of Miss Marvel?
0: Um, I thought the episode five, the partition stuff. I think, I think this is as much as you've ever seen Marvel be allowed.
2: Nits, have you seen this? Is what I actually have to ask ahead because you're covering your ears right now.
3: No, have, does someone yeah. Someone want to put? Does someone? Can you all start raising your hands when you're done talking about it? I'm. For I sure, we will do.
0: Uh, so. We will For raise you. your. Hands. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is yeah, great. Yeah. This you, is you great. Go, go awesome. ahead and like, mute. Sure, yes. we'll do. Um, yeah. I thought the partition stuff that was probably as well done, and actually more so. I was surprised by how much the. Um, marvel and disney allowed them to do there um i appreciate that like as a hiss from a history lesson standpoint because i'm
1: telling you this it's definitely the best they've ever done with a oh show. yeah and that's a low bar but it definitely- yeah
0: but like I, I ain't getting none of that stuff in my textbook so i thought that like getting that shaping of sanaa and everything going on with the family stuff was really good episode six yeah. i think while i liked it i think it still runs into the same disney plus thing where Perhaps you could have used a little bit of a different type of structure in terms of how many episodes this was. Because, again, I raised this before I left, um, was that like we're going to Karachi and we're going away from Bruno, we're going away from Nakia and everybody else. And then we're just going to come back for one last episode and just do stuff quick. That It worked better here than it would have on every other show. And that's kind of like a testament, Agreed. a testament to uh, what they've done. And obviously, the you know the reveal of the of the mutant situation was just like whoa, yep, did not see that one coming. But yeah, excited.
1: Um, all right, so we're gonna go to the mailbag now, and I'm gonna start with the Thor questions, um, just because that's kind of the order we've been going. And mm-hmm. there's a question that this is minds being alike that both Pendar on Twitter and MCU on repeat on Twitter asked a question to the effect of and they, they have their own specific things, but the question basically was what is the deal with eternity the place you go looking a lot like where you go when you snap the infinity stone in Vormir? Where it's just the water and it's you know, Yeah, I thought of
2: the soul stone and all that when we ended up there the whole yeah. time. And then um They should I don't they know shot I do not seen
0: that a Best Buy by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did it really? I do yeah
1: it honestly didn't look that was not a bad cgi scene so people were making fun of them for doing that but mm. you need natural light i'm i'll say this i would rather them shoot in a parking lot and get natural light than them try to do cgi light which always looks bad anyway I feel ac, like AC could have a-
2: shot this at his all-inclusive resort in cancun when he was <laughs> up oh, there.
1: yeah he could have <laughs> Nicely done. Uh
0: the eternity. No, but AC,
1: what, is there anything that you noticed in that scene where, you know, he brings back love, etc., cetera, et cetera?
0: Okay, so I think there was a similar question along those lines that you mentioned that asking was It there was. There's two questions. Yeah, there. so like <sighs> I really hate to be the bearer of simplistic news. But I I really think that there these eternity eternity and infinity were not really like, they're used um, as the driving plot of this movie, but it did not feel to me like this is something that they're going to go back to, um, mainly because there are a lot of elements of the the infinity aspect that we have not seen as of yet, and I don't even know if we're going to see for a really long time. And also, um, this is Taika again, so he may just use, like, comic book buzzwords comic book things that may be a part of the comic books but not something that you can glean something from because I I think to because uh Jay could you read the other question so that like, I could directly answer that Yeah. In uh is it
1: the one about Vermeer or about the one with uh infinity because it's talking
0: about oh, yeah. talking is, about Thor's lo- daughter
1: yeah if love's reflection is if if love's reflect it, reflection we see here is very infinity esque, is she reincarnated or slash newly found
0: infinity? I have to say no because I just simply think that Chris Hemsworth wanted his daughter in the movie and they found a role for her. That's just really how I feel.
1: I also I also think that it's an interesting thing to do, but Nitz, once again mm-hmm. raising your hand, I really appreciate it.
3: I'm just such a polite Calm person, so mm-hmm. it's just obviously the hand raise feature is built. It's what
2: I miss the most of yeah. you. Uh, we really we, we're not polite anymore now that you're
1: not here. Yeah,
3: sorry, I needed to bring my humble polite energy back to this pod. No, um, the with, with us three of-
2: alphas on here.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, I googled a lot after because I really thought that they just made up a character. So I want I'm curious to hear AC if you think that it is. They mentioned that it could be a character. I already forgot their name, but I'm assuming they bring the character back into the Young Avengers. Otherwise,. Why are you introducing a random kid into the MCU with these powers if you're not going to bring them back?
0: I mean, I, they they could, they easily could. I think that's up to the Hemsworths and what they what they're trying to do. What I
1: think my guess is that they'll bring. Um, my guess is they'll bring the character back, but they'll recast yeah. it because currently they're
3: not yeah. the actress. Just yeah, the...
1: I think that they'll recast it, but I think that the character will come back just because when you leave a movie off with your main character fighting side by side with someone else it's just like bad storytelling too. It's not like she was a random character. She's a character mm-hmm. that we, at the last second of the movie, before the credits, she is in the last frame of the movie. I
0: don't, so. I don't, I, I will just to answer Nitz's question. I, I don't see it as a young Avengers thing. I, Cause I feel like if it was, if it was, hey, if yeah. it was going to be that, I feel like they would have done a different type of story and had her more of an integral part of the movie, as opposed to a, a driving plot thing at the beginning and a driving plot thing at the end. That's just my opinion. I
1: will just note that we actually just got one of the other questions. Marky underscore D1 asked basically the exact same question Nitz did. So uh, that's great minds. Um, and so a
3: thing that uh, this was— well, so
2: we probably just found Nitz's burner, but let's keep going. I, I mean, yeah.
1: It's under— I mean, she, she's got to have I, mean, she, I she make
3: quarter- a burner and it is not titled Ron Baker fan, like, <laughs> Oh, classic. Mm-hmm. The off that's the a internet. deep cut.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, on the Discord, the great Cecilia, normally I would never allow this type of question. I hate when reporters ask, talk about. But I love Cecilia so deeply that we have to talk about it. She says, can you talk about the 80s music vibes of Thor, Love, and Thunder? Um, and I thought that it, I like the vibes and I like the music. I would have preferred if it was m- more diverse than just so much Guns and Roses.
2: Um, yeah, I would say... Uh... The way it was set up in the trailers, it really gave a lot of promise, but I don't think it went much further past it.
3: Mm -hmm. It didn't have the same... I actually I agree. I really liked it, but now when I'm thinking about it, when I think of like Guardians Galaxy one and yeah. two, I think the music is such a even
2: through Ragnarok for that matter.
3: Yeah, and mm. Ragnarok. Like when I think about the f- opening scene of Ragnarok, I know exactly, like that right? Like I yes know yes. It mm-hmm. Like I'm putting an
2: immigrant song movie. there is just yep. beautiful. Yeah,
3: I don't have a single memorable song moment in this film. I think that I can look back at and be like, oh yeah, that really stuck with me, or I really felt like it pushed the narrative forward or it made sense with the movie. I don't, maybe at the beginning with Guardians of the Galaxy, but Guardians of the Galaxy and just really good music makes sense. It just,
1: like I said, I think the fact that it was basically all Guns N' Roses was really a detriment because what Guardians has, which is so valuable, is that it's a lot of, music one a lot of times not by massive bands just songs that were really popular in an era and it puts yep. you in a time and place where this it's just all one mood and i also think that the thing i found most unrealistic about this movie of all with gods and all that is that Astrid wants to go by axel because quote there's like a cool rock singer no one under the age of 40 thinks axel is cool he's the lamest right. motherfucker yeah, yeah, yeah. alive like yeah. there's no way that axel like I, I understand taika you know he's um, gen x but he just i anyway but I, I, I think, think the one forgivable done, thing on then. that front Wait, is, what?
2: um... I, I think it's only forgivable because they're not technically of birth.
1: Oh, true. Yeah, he doesn't know. He, the, he That Guns N' Roses was the first music he heard, and it's like, oh, this is great, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, But, uh, yeah, I, I think that it could have been better, is my big thing. I think it's... I also... I wish that, like I said, I just wish that it wasn't... Some of the, the music choices weren't so obvious. Like, Welcome to the Jungle is, like, such an obvious music cue to mm-hmm. do in a movie. Mm-hmm. And... The Guardians movies are perfect because they're songs that like you might have heard before, but are not songs that you're thinking about a lot.
3: But they're all. I guess the only reason sense with the story, like I, I guess right, Guardians exactly. is like really easy because he's listening to this like tape, and then in the second movie it's like oh he found another cassette tape, and I'm not expecting that level of connection. But I just felt I don't know I didn't feel like the music was connect I didn't get it. I liked it, but I I will
0: say
2: I was a fan of the uh, Bluetooth speaker jokes where it was just like Mary J. Blige and Sierra and all that. Mm. Like those music choices I was very much into.
1: Yeah. Um, All right. So um, continuing on.
2: The short uh, answer to Cecilia is could have done way more with that.
1: Yeah. Um, So we have some Miss Marvel questions um so this one no this is nits you're not gonna have to mute this because this is pretty surface level this is also going forward um at georgia b underscore c says thoughts on the similarities between the rings and shang chi and the bangle and miss marvel um and he goes on to explain some more things um but i do think that there is something there they it obviously is just their two th- their things that go on your wrist that are gold and shiny so like there's obviously a visual connection, but uh, yeah. I don't know. My answer is I don't know. AC, I mostly want to ask that because AC uh, has a thought. Well,
2: let's start with Nitz just because she has something to say. She did raise it, her hand, and Once she again, did
1: raise her hand appropriately. God, this is really, so organized.
3: And it's in
2: fun. what is by far the most cordial podcast we've had to mm-hmm. date.
3: Most cordial I've ever been. Um, no, so this is also like answer on top of a question. I'm getting to the point with Marvel where previously. Everything felt so cohesive and tied in. I was like, "Oh, this means something." And when I go look Ultron, I'm like, "They put Endgame because they knew they were going to title the last one Endgame." So they put it in the lines, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm at the point where I think you kind of brought this up, AC, at the beginning. So, question for you: mm-hmm. Where there's too much? So I doubt I doubt that some of the connections are actually connected at this point. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that they're organized enough. For this to have
0: a connection, so this connection in particular, and I do remember because I think yeah, episode three is where we saw the rings. Uh, Nitz, did you watch episode three of Miss Marvel?
3: Maybe not.
0: Oh, damn it!
3: No. Uh- <laughs> it's okay. I don't. This isn't. I don't care about spoilers anymore.
0: Oh, okay. So. All right. So, so just to kind of like basically put when we talk about connection stuff, um. The interesting thing, if we go back to the Shang Chi post credits with uh, Wong and trying to figure out the nature of the rings and the beacon, so we're wondering where does that beacon go? It has to be something to something in space. And in Episode Three of Miss Marvel, we see that the bangle was attached to a a Cree uh, person's hand. So it makes me wonder is there a connection going on between the two that it seems like they're kind of just laying some little cookie crumbs that it may be we'll probably learn some more about that in the marvels and mm-hmm. and that's where i would look for that for now i think that was intentionally placed like i just, i don't think that there's no like like they be they they be saying us in that in this instance here is what i would say
1: now i do i i think i think that is relevant for nits even though i do think that this is something connected i I recommend on the last pod but Amon Velani's ama is truly gold and the question someone asked her was what was your most unexpected element of being involved in a marvel production and she said things are not actually planned 10 years in advance there are many happy coincidences now in this Mm. case i do think that it is connected at least in some way um but i do think that that is always something worth noting that it is especially as we look back at the other phases that a lot of the stuff that you're like oh my god this was so intricately planned um for everything that for everything that ties back to an older movie there are seven details that have nothing to do with the rest of the movies um but yeah
2: um i think i think it's a good point to check in though just because we've had enough space in between and probably more evidence for AC to dive into, but how much of this is Mephisto's doing? <laughs> yes.
0: Well done, nicely done, nicely done, my man. Um, no, it's clearly not Mephisto in this instance, though. You know, it makes me. It it it, 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 it does make me. It, it makes me think about this particularly because Nitz raises a a fair point. Um, and then Jake adding the Iman Velani part of it. It is interesting, like, and nobody's asked the Miss Marvel people that question, which I also have found interesting because I haven't seen any answers on that part in particular. But it makes me think about Moon Knight, where in I think it was episode four or five, somebody did ask the director, like, hey, you put this kind of Ramatut Kang uh uh, what you call it emblem in, in the, uh, in the story, you put it there for people to see, was that intentional? And they said, yes, they wouldn't elaborate any further, but they said, yes. So I guess it really depends. Like if you really want to, if you, I would, if I ever got the chance to ask somebody, maybe, maybe I need to try and do that, uh, to try and find that answer in particular, but I do just to reaffirm, I really do think that there's a connection between, um, the the Ten Rings and the Bangle, which um, hopefully we see at some point.
1: And quickly, uh, this person who asked Georgia BSEA did say that they want Wong and Yusuf in a movie together, and I second that.
0: Um, the hashtag like is kid, major obviously. washed agenda. Oh, my God.
1: Wow. Yeah, those, my, those might be the two most washed characters what? in the MCU. <laughs> um, now, this is another question, and it's I am going to you do. You're going to work on your must for this one. Um, cause this is a big, this is the last Miss Marvel question. It is a big
0: spoiler. So if you don't want to hear Humongous it, then, uh, spoiler. So um, don't, yeah. You yeah. want to find this out so, on your own. So yeah.
1: We now have mutants. How do you want to see the other mutants introduced? Do we just get a mention of a school? Who is the next mutant we meet next?
0: This one's pretty easy. Um, the next mutant that we will meet is, uh, the submariner, uh, Namor, Neymar, however you pronounce his name in Wakanda forever. Um, as far as the school, I don't think we're going to get anything directly about that in the immediate, though. Let's look out for uh, let's look out for Comic-Con and D23 to get any stuff on this impending mutants project that uh, was announced yeah. today from Deadline.
1: I, I will also say, and I feel like I have been saying this in some form or fashion since they acquired the X-Men. Think imagine yourself in a theater. And imagine someone just says offhandedly, apropos of never being talked about, there is a school that just has a bunch of super people in upstate New York. That would suck. <laughs> I know people want all of the X-Men together. To sprinkle but it. that would be sprinkle horrible. Sprinkle it, baby. It would be horrible. To be completely frank, what I would want, and this is not the best business decision, but what I would want is I would want them to like basically have the X-Men come together in like an origin story of all of the the school being built parallel with what's going on. Because I just don't mm-hmm. I think that people take for granted a lot of the X-Men lore. And it's just like I just think it would be completely antithetical to what the MCU has done to create this big expansive world and be like, oh my God, we didn't even notice that there were 30 superheroes additionally. Like that is yeah.
2: I mean if you want to put it specifically in the MCU context, like Look at us trying to deal with the fact that we had a whole group of Eternals that never once intervened with anything.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: AC? Yeah, I think the the one thing that I wanted to say on that is the the Miss Marvel reveal is excellent for a lot of reasons, and one of the main ones is you can now as you said Jake kind of like sprinkle it in. It does not have to be like Hey, here's all of the mutants now. You don't have to do that. You can do it organically through all of these different stories and say, Okay, I see this here, I see this there, I see this there, and it's kind of like a connection piece. I mean, MCU fans want their stories I do have to an connect, offer, right? For Jake. Uh-huh. Joe?
2: I did have an offer for Jake because I've seen this done in other comic book films, and I thought it was brilliant. Of what if he received a flash drive on your desk? And in that flash drive, <laughs> you not only had Surveillance footage of everyone, all thirty mutants, in fact. But you had built-in logos for each, code names maybe even, uh, and just you know uh, something that uh, ultimately comes together as like a necessary threat to then put together not just one but two versions of a movie, uh, one much longer than the previous.
0: That damn black dragon rolls. I'll, I'll take again. an
1: advisement. Incredible stuff. I'm gonna tell Nits to come back um because we gonna move on uh but really um just really incredible stuff from jerome i uh that's one of the best bits you've done in a while um all right so now we have some general mcu questions hey now i'm gonna streamline some of these because a lot of these people want us to do like rank every villain in phase four for example (laughs) um uh, so i would just say top three villains in phase four um Ooh, i'll okay. go first since i was thinking about it i would say my number one is honestly pff, Wenwu, probably number one for me that's mine okay and then gore and then uh even though it fell off at the end arthur harrow i mean the bit with the glass in the shoes just really did it for me so those are my top three
0: interesting
2: i don't have like exactly in any particular order i think i have yeah when obviously we know how i feel about him he's up there mm-hmm. uh, Daddy's daddy gore and he's daddy. And uh, Gore, I like on potential. I don't know that he necessarily delivered. I can't necessarily think of a third, but I got to give it up to Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin.
0: Number two on my list.
2: He came through.
0: He, came, he didn't have to He, do came, that. he didn't have I mean, to
2: I, I finally – I actually watched No Way Home for the first time like two days ago since I saw it in the theaters. Just like fully separated from the whole experience of seeing it with people. I love that film. I am 100% uh, biased toward anything Spider-Man, but I might even rank it higher coming off the second. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I've seen it twice too. And I'm like, yeah, folks were like, but, it was just excitement. It's like, no, man, that movie kind of No, it was a cool like yeah, the number movie two, is what it was MCU yeah, I film love
0: of all time. Number two.
1: For me. I don't know if I go that for, far, but I don't. I you're, think, you're still I think, number one. Infinity War. Yeah, right? I think
0: Infinity War is the best film out of all of them. That's just
1: yeah. I, I think that that I, that's a. I can't disagree. With
2: that. I,
0: I will say I do feel
2: No Way Home is a lot tighter than I thought it was going to be on the second view. Yes,
1: it doesn't actually meander as much. There's just so much shit in it, which is why it's so long. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh. AC, butcher list.
0: Uh, Yeah, I got Wenwu, I got Defoe, and I got my man, He Who Remains, because that was a singular performance right. of uh, Epic Proportions. Ten,
1: ten minutes, ah, but you know. But he's not a villain yet. Is, uh, he
0: about he's to not a
1: villain I would, yet.
0: I would argue I the
1: existence he... of the TVA is tyrannical to the point where you can make him a villain, but it's hard to say. But sure. Nick, do you have a, yeah. I, I don't know what, how much you have and haven't seen, do you have a vague top three villains?
3: I've seen all of it In- except the ending of Miss Marvel and some What If okay. episodes, but I'll say I have nothing to add other than just to shout out Christian Bale again, who I believe there's a quote, and I don't know if this is fake, but obviously if I read it on the internet, it's true. Uh, someone yep. asked him what he knows about the MCU going into this it's movie, true. and I guess he said, <laughs> oh, no, it's true, he mm-hmm. said he, he saw some he saw when the guy was collecting the stones. So the joke keeps being made that he has no idea what movie he was in. And that's why Mm -hmm. he acted his fucking ass off. Uh, So, yeah, just big shout out to just... (laughs) the best performance the mcu has ever seen that man did not know what movie he was in
0: so i i just wanted to quickly quickly add um shout out to montel who asked the question uh what you call it i do want to add at the least because i did do the homework for the question uh as my i did forget to say that thank you as my as my worst uh villain uh yeah it's the it's the miss marvel villains they stink
1: I mean,
2: one—not necessarily a physical entity, but the, the one of the strongest villains in one of the strongest series, racism.
1: <laughs> right, that the—that's vi- that, fair. That's fair. I mean, yeah. Uh, Nix, if if, what, if, if you, you want to make like if you want to make that as off
3: Oh, I was going to ask a question. Uh, yeah,
2: also, shout out Agatha Harkness. I, I can't believe we didn't mention. Oh my god! Yeah, I forgot her. about her. Please, yeah. that's down yeah.
1: with me.
3: Um, yeah, I was going to say, where where does Scarlet Witch rank? On y'all's villain list, that's
1: number four. Yeah. Oh, number
3: four. That's a... Yeah, number probably four. in the
1: top five for me. I would actually probably now that I'm thinking before, really because Agatha Harkness was so long ago, I forgot the same phase. I actually would switch Agatha for Arthur, so Agatha would be three for me, and then yeah. Arthur, and then probably uh, Wanda. Um, Agatha, you know, Agatha's number vi- six I, in
0: mine. Yeah.
1: I think that the villains is actually something that while there have been hiccups, I think that that's something that's actually gotten slowly better just generally over the whole MCU. Um, Lest we forget that, like, you know, it's obviously Loki's the first the villain, the first Thor, but like mm-hmm. Laufey is nothing. The villains in Thor, the Dark World are nothing. Like there's just Iron a Man lot villains. of nothing. Iron they was never
3: meant to be something. That was what I liked about the MCU. And I know that people have their own thoughts about this is that it wasn't. How do I say this politely about Batman? I'm getting into Batman now, less in like a mm-hmm. racing mm-hmm. capacity mm-hmm. Yeah. and more in like a trying to enjoy myself. Um, yeah. Batman has like 100,000 villains and like a bunch of them are in every single a movie.
1: rogues gallery. Yes. Right? Yes.
3: <laughs> Whereas MCU has like one villain, a movie, and you know that they're kind of done by the end of it. And like maybe they push the plot forward, but they're never going to show up again type of deal. I was fine with that because I knew that there was like the big bad at the end. Mm-hmm right with right. Thanos and now right. I want to be bad so these like little villains don't do it for me
1: see I'm I, I don't I actually agree with you generally and that the, what our take is a thing that is very unpopular in a lot of MCU circles but I agree that I don't mind if a villain just shows up for a movie and dies but the thing that they weren't doing previously is like gore for example if you're going to be a villain who's in one movie or hella get a great fucking actor and have them act, just chew the scenery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where for the true. union is mad at them because they have to keep rebuilding the sets because they're taking bites out of it. That's what I want. Whereas like fucking Christopher Eccleston, I, he could have been in a fucking coma when they're making Thor of the Dark World. He just does nothing. And so like that, I want them to, if you're going to be in a movie for one, if you're going to be in one movie, go big. But AC, what were you going to say uh, about villains?
0: No, I was just going to say, this is why he who remains got to be in my top three, because uh, uh, listen, the, the the facts are the facts. When when homeboy comes back, it ain't just him. It's gonna be multiple versions of him. Once once we see Kang and Ant Man, it's gonna keep popping up. Just popping up in all of these projects. Speaking but again, you're
2: Kang. basing it off stuff that's coming later.
0: No That's but, not ranking it, but but what you call it based off of the I think there is a foreboding of it. the see you soon, when he says see you soon and he got killed, that should scare the shit out of somebody. Like it really should. That's That's a great point. Uh, Yeah, yeah, no, it's Uh, yeah.
3: I don't want to be negative, but I agree. We can't rank these villains until they come because I thought Scarlet Witch was gonna have a much longer, much cooler, like moment in the MCU, and uh, she got crushed by a bunch of rocks. I
1: no Uh, body, no death. She's alive.
2: She's alive. If you don't see a body, yeah, we know she was. yeah. To, to me, it's, like, everything that you, like, the majority of your argument, AC, has been based on things that have not happened yet.
1: Yeah. But, speaking of Kang, at, let's keep moving, because this is a mailbag, and we have questions. At learn to swim one uh, asks, when the bleep will we get Kang, and do you believe Phase 4 can reach the height of 3? Uh, I think that, the my opinion on the second part is no, but, and I think that makes it less, but... But, AC... No, no, in
2: part because, like, it's already in... Like, it's almost... Have have yeah, such it's already a, halfway like, through. It's almost yeah. Yeah. The yeah. going for But, AC... Do you it's, think they can yeah. win the final after being below 500 in, it's, at the All-Star break? Once no. again,
1: you say a thing that i felt... I felt a lot when I was watching TV, when ever a TV show... Like, I remember when... My favorite show was all time's Community. And after Season 4, where the creator was gone and it sucked, Season mm-hmm. 5 came back and Was much better than season four. It was really, like really enjoyable and good. And I remember on the community subreddit, people were like, uh, season five doesn't compare to seasons two and three. And it's like, is this something only worth it's watching if every single yeah. thing is better than the thing before it? I agree. Like but anyway, um, uh, AC Kang, when's he coming?
0: All right, so I mean, e- easily we got Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Jonathan Majors is slated to be in that film as the main villain, uh, along with another villain who I won't name here, but um. I will I will also say like I want to make a basketball comparison to to the MCU the, the this phase 4 is the 03 Lakers is the 2002-2003 Lakers uh Shaq got his uh surgery on company time uh the Lakers started and off I respect expecting forever for Yes, that. yes, yes. started <laughs> off um I think they got like they were 10 games under 500 Shaq was out of shape Kobe had a great season Had the you know had one of his like his first 30 point per game season and uh they got to the second round against the the uh the champion Spurs and Tim Duncan had a chance to win, but you know, they got they got knocked out. And um yeah, I would say mm-hmm. that MCU phase four is kind of the O three Lakers, a little out of shape, um coming off of three straight championships, mm-hmm. um had a dynasty go in and they're gonna have to retool. They're in the retooling phase. Uh-huh.
1: And Nitz now, she's the Pistons. What's her response? So <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Kofi's
3: a Pistons fan. Um, I'm dating a Pistons fan. But the, um, I'm so sorry for him. No, it's just it's such a funny sentence to say because how random. But the oh um, <laughs> this isn't the point. Uh, I would even say let's optimistically, what if they're the 2019 Warriors? Very similar mm. to a lot of what you just said. But then a mm. uh, fun fact for those that don't know, Warriors did win the 2022 NBA Championship. People, so, I forgot to say,
1: congratulations to you personally. Thank
3: you. I haven't talked to y'all since it happened. Uh, I mm. was, I don't know if we're allowed to cuss on this, but I'm going to just say, it. I was. The biggest uh, how did you not hear fucks I said, mail? like, two minutes ago? <laughs> yeah, I did, but I was like, are you going to bleep it? Am I creating more no. work? For you? No, 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 no. We haven't bleeped since, like, episode
1: four. Yeah, I, and that's <laughs> all laziness from this. Point. We need to bleep?
3: I, don't <laughs> hell. Know, I, I honestly
1: just, I don't do that.
3: No, but Nitz, 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 honestly, I do feel Nitz. bad
1: for clowning you for being very polite. But anyway, no. what were you doing when the dubs won?
3: Um. Oh, no, nothing. I was just being incredibly difficult. The same way that I'm being right now, maybe with... Uh, no, you're not being difficult. But, no, no. Um, That's it. You could cut out this entire... And, and, no, no, Nitz,
0: may I May I present this, Nitz? You believe that the Warriors would eventually get back and, and do something, right?
3: No, I didn't. No, I didn't, which is why it's also a perfect comparison. No, I didn't. You should have seen me during the finals. Kofi, like, at one point refused to watch it with me. Um, Because it would be, like, a 20-point game against some... Like, Uh I do not even think this was in the finals. It would be, like, a 20-point game. Like, ah, close game. They're going to lose it. They're going to lose this one. So, uh...
1: You know what I did, which is really... Because I was rooting for the Warriors because fuck Boston. And I was mad and drunk at the end of of game three. And... uh, I that was the best moment to do it. I got on DraftKings and I put down $30 for the Warriors to win, which had the best odds, and I won $100. Like, there you go. <laughs> Just because I was so there bad. I'm like, ah, screw it. Anyway, um, yes. I w- one last thing about Kang is we first saw Thanos' face in 2012. Mm-hmm. Thanos did not appear as a full character who a, was as a main character of a movie until 2018. We, we first introduced the idea of Kang in last year. Now I'm not saying we yeah. shouldn't have to wait as long as Thanos, because I think that you really can only do that trick once. But the fact of the matter yeah. is, Ant Man and the last Quantumania is coming out next year. If we can't wait two years, I mean, come on. Like there's a I think that there's a lot of impatience because Is there
2: impatience for Kang? Yes. Yeah, there I is. think I
1: think you know what I think it is. I think that oh. people I think that we overstate a lot how important the whole Thanos thing was in phase two and early phase three like i really don't think that he was the ever present topic of conversation until like 2017 right Mm -hmm. and i think that a lot of people are forgetting that what even if there is a specter in the background it it can't be the only thing that people talk about because that's the infinity saga wouldn't have worked if every single movie before it or they have, have references that become relevant in the Infinity Saga. But if every single movie had, like, specific moments about Thanos or, like, mentioned him, that would have been, like, really tiresome. Nitz? Yes?
3: I actually, I think what you said is interesting because y'all started watching it from, I think a lot of, correct me if I'm wrong, but y'all were in the theater for Iron Man in 2008, right? Yep. I, I actually was not, but yes. Okay, but you've been, like, watching it throughout. I Mm -hmm. didn't really get into it until later when I think I told y'all, like, I had what they thought was a back injury, but Mm -hmm. it turned out not to be. So all I did was, like, sit and binge movies. So I binged all of this. So to me, I entered it thinking that Thanos was this, like, ever-present
0: part
3: of the universe, which made it so special for me. And I think a lot of people, let's say you came into, because a lot of people became fans towards, like, Black Panther, Infinity War, Endgame times, Mm -hmm. Ragnarok, Uh et cetera. People were coming in during that time. They expect that. And to not have that, I think maybe that's where the impatience is coming from. How I feel impatient, but I also am okay with the impatience as long as I'm having fun and the best that's the part, give... This
2: yeah. would
1: not like, be a problem if the movies were better. If, if yes. That's my... That's is
2: exactly why? that's That was the one point I was going to make. Like, people are probably just as impatient just because they're not really enjoying everything in between right now.
3: Yep. Yeah. I liked Black Widow more than I liked Thor, Love, and Thunder. But actually if,
1: this, was, okay. my, if my room wasn't already yeah. 90 degrees, I'd be freaking hot from that take. But you know what? I respect it. I disagree, but I respect it. Florence P was a fucking shining
0: star. AC. I by the way, Nitz, on your Black Widow point, I rewatched that movie two days ago, and I have to say, not bad, pretty good, pretty good. It's not bad. No, bad. it wasn't bad though. I don't understand a, that. No, 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 no.
1: Criticism of it which yes. has stuck in my brain since I first heard it. it yes. Griffin Newman of the blank check pod, my favorite movie podcast mm. said, and this is true that there's never been a movie that just yada yadas human trafficking as much as that movie does. It really <laughs> does. The time. And it's now on, that's not a, like uh, yeah. the movie's bad because it, but I do think that that's a funny thing to think about.
0: No, because I always think about like when we pot about these movies and what we say in them. And I think like, particularly like we were like, yeah, it's not terrible per se, but yeah, this and this and this and this and this don't work. Uh, Natasha having the mm-hmm. story after the fact and stuff like that. But I think in retrospect, like while rewatching this movie, it's like, oh wow, like like the action is very crisp, like all of it is very good. And then I was like, I said the the thing that kind of like it shoots itself in it in in its foot is the third act. I think the third act is a little clunky, and that's just that's a general MCU thing. So that's a. That's yeah. another thing, but the sure, yeah. but the point that I was uh, that I was gonna make, and I thought Nitz made a good point about the impatience part. Um, yeah, this is what I was talking about in the article, and I know Jake, you said that yeah, like I'm ta- like I'm talking to the people who are just like in this all the time. But the thing that I also mentioned is is there are people who jumped in on this like phase three, right? Um, who are just like. Yeah. Oh, Infinity War, Endgame. Yeah, great. Like awesome. What's next? Mm-hmm. And then now yeah. they're, you know, the MCU is kind of revving up the engine again. And and don't get me wrong, there's stuff that does not hit. And because it doesn't hit the same, then they're like, "Wait a minute. Like what did I get myself into?" And I think there's a I think that mm-hmm. part of it is kind of, the for those people specifically, I think it's there but when i talk about like the main fans and i know jake you don't like to talk about the like the diehards but the diehards play, the diehards are are a part of this too i think for Fair. for i think for them there is a there is an element of like and it's funny because these movies like i think the last two in particular like um they are comic book like in the way that they're presented to you but they're not necessarily comic book-like in the adaptations themselves, which that's where the diehards feel like, oh, Gore should be God butchering more. Or in Doctor Strange, uh, like, what you call it, we should get more multiverse stuff, even though we're getting the incursions and we're getting the Secret Wars talk. I mean, the the map is there. Like, if people want to see, if people don't want to see the map, I mean, my complaints with that. Yeah, go ahead, Jake. If people saw Doctor Strange turn
1: demons into a cape while he was a corpse and are like, I, this movie isn't doing enough for me. I, I'm just like, what, he turned demons into a cape. It was cool. I liked it. Uh, but I do want to get quickly through the yes. last two questions because yes. we do have a soft out, um, which is, uh, and we can limit this if we'd like to, but Swara on the discord mm-hmm. asks, if you could choose three MCU heroes to team up with a DC hero, what pair would you choose? Um, I would just say if you want to have any pairs you want to do, or if you want to do multiple, um, what comes to mind is like some folks that you'd want to see together.
0: Spider-Man, Thor, and Ant-Man with Peacemaker. Oh uh, peace.
2: Wait, what are we, are we supposed to combine with DC? Is that the idea? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Basically, Marvel, oh, okay. a couple
1: of Marvel characters in a DC show or like movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Can we Got pick
3: it. DC non-live action? Because I've been watching Young Justice, and oh my god, their live action destroys. Somebody. I'll say this:
1: the person who asked the question, the person who asked the question would love nothing more if you talk about animation.
0: Young Justice is pretty awesome. If Anything we
2: would only troll him as to say. You can mention it, but animation doesn't really count
0: for
1: <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> Jerome, Jerome, you're so lucky. I'm so mad that you're not on the Discord and- <laughs> <laughs> my man took out the shotgun. Why? <laughs> and the funny thing is it's it's, a, it's I a like phenomenon. animation
0: actually. It's just a funny yeah. joke to say. Yeah. I'm, I'm like,
1: you probably like animation the most on the pod of anyone, but anyway, oh, easily. Nitz, what do you have in mind?
3: No, this is a great. I honestly, I'm trying to figure out who I'd want to pair Batman with. Because honestly, after watching Young Justice, I'm sorry for all my Batman slander over the years. I still mean it, but like, I'm sorry because it's actually more entertaining shout than out I to Batman
2: right.
3: Yeah, shout out to it's Batman. It's also funny that
2: you have such Batman slander when like your favorite MCU character is Iron Man.
3: Yo, <laughs> I have you seen the Lego have you seen the Lego Batman movie? Because they make an Iron Man yeah. reference twice in that movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just like, one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. If you haven't already watched it, please go watch a Lego Batman movie. Um, who I don't know who I would pair Batman or Nightwing with, but those are my two favorite DC characters. The one that would make
1: the most sense would probably be like Daredevil, but that feels a little obvious. Sure. No. You know, I think that... Uh, I want Aquaman to be with someone just because I think Aquaman, uh, I would just, I love the colors and I think that it would be dope to see Jason Momoa just chilling. But I don't know who to put him with because, you know, Namor is the first kind of water guy. Um, But yeah, you know, just have Aquaman. Uh, you know Aquaman and Thor because Aquaman loves being around like the Norse area and what have you, mm-hmm. and they're just sure. like, can you imagine Aquaman, Thor, and Valkyrie just getting shitfaced at like a Scandinavian bar? Yeah, that's great. That's what I want to see. There
2: you go. That's cool. I don't know, like just random things. I there's no thought being put into it because I'm just hearing the question now. But like, give me I don't know Korg and King Kroc or King Shark
0: uh, <gasps> oh, together. I think that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm impressed. I think
2: mean, that could be just like a fun no incoherent friends. pairing. Um maybe like a like a limited run series on just like a crime family or fighting for like top boss in the area between like a penguin and kingpin situation could be kind of fun in itself.
1: Ah, uh, why uh, are you showing the main numbers doing bits?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um I don't know. Uh Miss Marvel and there's... Ratcatcher. Um yeah.
1: Oh, that'd be good. That's fun. That'd be fun. I also fun. did realize that there actually is two more questions after this, so I'm gonna keep going. Hey, is, yeah. uh, Michael Springthorpe asks for uh, Fantastic Four, some casting for Fantastic Four, Doom, or whatever. Uh, and sure. what I would say is, if there's any new casting ideas you have for Fantastic Four, throw them out. We don't have to go through each one because I think we talked about it a lot. But I think the big thing mm-hmm. is, director, what is your, you know, what do you hope for? I will say. Now that it looks like the Steven Spielberg rumors are shut down, that was very disappointing. I, I be was going to like, yeah, and me and Jake um, are Nitz, on the same. Nitz, based, really based on Nitz's eyes, Nitz they did they asked Steven Spielberg to do the Fantastic Four movie, and apparently he said no. Have um, been nuts, but, uh, it's Yo, the only movie that saying, I could know. What
3: enough enough? I don't want Steven Spielberg. What. What 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 has Steven Spielberg directed that would lead you to think that this made sense? Is that a really like wild? That's
1: question? a I, I hate. That's a really dumb question. It's fine, but it is a dumb question. He's directed like he was, Jaws and
3: Spielberg. Even is he like this slow? The,
1: the greatest director on American cinema.
3: I don't even know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm
0: just pulling up, listening to this, but. Yeah, Love this. Uh, I right, never know how much but, he's trolling. Right,
3: this actually, I really do have a point with this. What I think Marvel did really well at the beginning mm-hmm. is some of the actors we didn't know yeah. who they were. They weren't. Mm-hmm. these right. now, whenever they introduce something, it's like this big person, big actor, yeah. big name director, big this, big that. And Th- I there's don't... been
2: a lot of like almost stunt casting. It feels yes. like. And yeah. I actually like, do feel
3: like Doctor Strange, whoever plays his wife, I already Charlie Stern. That. Oh yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. I am okay if Marvel went back to casting people that we like are not these like big name actors and casting right. directors that are not these big name directors that maybe I mean like, make I sense, would say but... I would say that
1: those are two different things because yeah, yeah. a director the thing about whereas acting is kind of generally the same thing in different scale if you're a not famous director in this day and age, you probably have never directed a movie for more than like ten dollars. I mean sorry, ten million dollars. Well, like right? The like, difference you... between um, Yeah. The difference between directing a ten million dollar movie and a two hundred and fifty million dollar movie is like the difference between playing in a rec league and playing in the NBA. Like, you can do it, but I actually think that some of the, the some of the worst Marvel movies that they made are ones where they have taken a director who has never worked at a big budget and given them a gigantic budget. So I, with Fantastic Four, I actually kind of want them to have someone who has some experience. Well,
2: it's like head coaches and players Bain in Reed. basketball. Like players you can... Yeah. Payne
1: is my... Either him or Joseph Kaczynski who did Top Gun. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Nits, do you have any ideas? I don't know. Since no, Steven Spielberg... I clearly, I
3: clearly understand direct like direction a lot yeah. less. Um, <laughs> don't got <laughs> a yes on me. But shh, no, <laughs> of, okay, Whatever Incredible. y'all think makes sense to me. If y'all want... Spielberg, I, you
2: know what? Yeah. This is not for any reason other than just like, I just want to see... It, I don't even know if he's doing anything anymore, but like just to see him let it fly again because he lost his entire franchise. Give it to George Lucas. <laughs>
3: Oh, oh shit. my god, I was so afraid you were gonna say what's his face? Uh, the guy that did Justice League,
1: Zack Snyder. Snyder. No. Oh,
2: that's,
0: oh that's The other way day,
2: Snyder doesn't need a podcast to create a campaign to get him to direct something.
3: No. Uh, <laughs> oh, un- okay, honorable sorry, mention,
1: Bryce Dallas Howard. That would be cool. Sure, do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she clearly is capable of doing the big action, um, yeah. Honestly, you know, it'd be cool. I don't know if you would want to, but bring back John Favreau. I mean, a- John
2: Favreau would be great. Because I, I think mean, like, that- since we're talking about just directors yeah. who like dabbled in Star Wars, uh, I don't think necessarily Fantastic Four, but give me Robert Rodriguez on something.
1: That'd be dope. Um, yeah, I, I actually, I almost wish he was doing the Deadpool movie instead. But I think mm-hmm. the thing, the thing I'm looking for, because the Steven Spielberg, thing give me a Robert wrong. Rodriguez
2: X-Men film. Dude, oh.
1: Wolverine fucking tearing out people's jugulars in 4K. Yes, but. The thing about the Steven Spielberg thing that that's... Antonio
2: Banderas' old Logan.
1: <laughs> the thing that... The reason why the Steven Spielberg thing was not crazy, even though he would have been crazy to ask for any other MCU movie, is because Hola, I think that the Fantastic um... <laughs> Four needs a kind of... Even if it's going to be set in the present, it has like a sort of 1960s golden age like optimism to it that I think... I want to have, I want to see, and so that's why I want someone who's like fun and light. But I'm excited for whoever mm-hmm. they get. I hope it's Peyton Reed, since uh, for those who don't know, he was supposed to direct the 2005 Fantastic Four movie until his movie Down with Love bombed. And the secret thing is that I, because I learned this a couple months ago when I watched it, Down with Love really slaps, and he shouldn't have had the movie taken away from him. But uh, so I hope he, if he wants to do it, if he's not tired after three Ant Man movies, I would love for him to be able to do it if he wants. to. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fair now much. the final question, and I save this for last because it is, it is a troll of a question. Okay, great. And even with that preface, Nitz is still gonna get mad. Andre Breuer on the Discord asks, <laughs> "Who is the sexiest Avenger, <laughs> and why is it
3: Hawkeye?" I'm not gonna get you. Can't get me mad with a ridiculous question, Hawkeye. <laughs> who is the sexiest uh, you know what no okay nope I'm going on mute y'all have fun with this wood
1: I mean yeah. I don't have an
2: answer for it but like can I have one or both of you give me a reason why it could be Hawkeye
3: okay
1: I'm
3: gonna, why it would uh, be
2: he, he, it's a thought experiment yeah, it's a thought a troll, experiment but this yeah. is like a socratic yeah, yeah.
3: thing
1: you have to be able to make arguments for things you don't even necessarily agree with alright I got a
3: reason I got yeah. a reason, just so that you see how much of a stretch this is, so you understand. Uh, Katniss Everdeen has sex appeal, and she also like uses a bow and arrow. So that's I guess, something. In theory, you can make the connection. He's, in your head Maybe he's
1: probably, like probably the best dad of all the dads in the MCU. Yeah,
0: in terms of not having a toxic uh, relationship with his kids. Okay. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's fair. Um, listen. Um, to you know, the ladies or gents out there who's like kind of into you know the you know the older gentleman who's you know who's, who's not only a dad oh, yeah. but a a uh perhaps a hashtag washed agenda dad.
2: Also, right. by the way, Yusuf is the best dad now. Just oh right, yeah,
0: right. Right. yeah 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 uh, Yusuf see. Who are gang. you?
1: Who are you leading up to? Who are you taking a long walk to get to?
0: Oh oh, oh no no no! Listen, the sexiest Avenger, and I'm gonna assume. That she should obviously. I, this is this is just my personal hope, and I'm projecting, I'm doing that thing again where I project to the future. But I, assuming that she becomes an Avenger, I think she will. Uh, Miss Monica Rambeau, yes. Black is beautiful, baby. Is answer based on things that are not established I yet. I don't care. I can't.
1: No, we, but we, but no, 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 no. Jerome, we cannot let – we can't undercut. He, he said black is beautiful. That's what we're leaving it on.
0: Uh, God, this is wonderful. No, let him um, play that card I sh- for I mean, an invalid answer. I've never played it before. So there you go, puppy. That's funny.
1: Also, honestly, Jerome, I'm just remembering Mariano describing her running, and that is kind of
0: uh WandaVision one of episode seven, Yes.
2: I mean yes, no, without question, but like we just it just feels Black like Black is it's beautiful, a slope Jerome, that allows, and that's it. That allows AC to come on to a podcast and be like, Look, man, I think definitively Iron Man 3 <laughs> was the wrong call. Black Lives Matter. Like, that's not what you can do in that case, okay?
1: Even I've though <laughs> black lives
2: do, in fact, matter.
1: Uh, yeah. But, um, okay. So, in that case, uh, the yeah. sexiest current Avenger.
2: Current is, Avenger.
1: I mean, it's hard to say because so many Avengers, like, it's, <laughs> there's so many people who are not officially Avengers these days, and so many people that are dead. So, like. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, yeah, this. Well, I think, like, sexiest Avenger has to be, like, because. Technically, Hawkeye's
0: no longer in the. I mean, like, as as, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, if, I mean, for me personally, if Captain Marvel is there, then oh. that's my answer. But also, yeah, shout out to yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: shout out to Mariano, Captain Bree. Shout outs to Captain Bree. Yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: sure, sure, sure. Uh, oh, but yeah, man. anyway, thank you so much, Andre, for that question. And everyone, oh, my God. thank you for uh, asking the question. Also, the Hawkeye
2: answer is only correct when he's on his murderous, like, fuckboy undercut
0: haircut. Face.
1: yeah of course i mean that's what i was thinking when i was thinking yeah, about it
0: yeah, uh exactly. yeah
1: thanks everyone for the questions and uh ac if you don't mind you know you're steering the ship technically
0: i yeah, i, I sh- oh yeah oh darn i sure am uh i want to give a special thank you to nits uh for joining us once again it was an honor and a pleasure to have you back uh in our in our uh merry band for this episode um, I ain't even gonna ask you the follows. I just because you just off the internet these days, but that's no. all good.
3: I wanted you to ask me so bad so I could be like, "Oh, you can find me at your local Target or something." <laughs> like I was so ready. I thought about this like forty-five minutes ago. I was like, "You can't find me anywhere." You can actually find me on Twitch now that I'm back in L.A. Hey, but, um, you know? I don't. I don't remember my Twitch username, so just figure it's it out. it's Twitch.
1: I think it's Nitsbluff, like everything else it's you have. Probably- <laughs>
3: Probably yeah, that but I feel like right. it's more fun if people just had to go and find it. So, mm-hmm. can't even find So, find Ron Baker,
1: yes. mm-hmm. Ron Baker fan on Twitter. Ron
2: Baker fan on Twitter. You know
3: what Ron Baker is doing these days? Because I did Google it about two weeks ago.
1: What is he doing after, these days?
3: After this pod, or if you're listening to this pod, mm-hmm. just go on like five minutes and just Google what Ron Baker is up to these days because it's fun and it's not wonderful.
0: Before okay there you go, there you go. Oh, okay perfect well uh, hopefully it's not the same thing that would happen when you google evan Fournier. but nonetheless um mm-hmm. uh jerome chang my friend my pal even though you try to be smirch uh, black is beautiful i'm gonna live i'm gonna give you a pass uh where can we follow you sir no
2: no no, no. i'm actually I, i've come i'm coming around oh. on it because mm-hmm. uh you can find me on twitter and instagram uh because you know what black dragon roll is beautiful <laughs>
0: Touche. 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 Mr. Jake Christie. Where can we follow you, my friend?
1: I'm not going to touch any of these bits with a ten foot pole. Uh, but you can follow me at the Jake,
2: We're leading it off of you.
1: I mean, I yeah, you know what? That's exactly with this bit, this is exactly what you want You want the extremely white bread raised the suburbs of Florida, Jake Christie to slam dunk at home. <laughs> um, but no, you know, uh, follow me at the Jake Christie. Uh, hoping to do, I'm not, hoping to do some more live stream events soon, um, you know, because obviously in case you guys didn't know, the world hasn't stopped sucking and there's stuff to not raise bad. money for. But mm-hmm. keep, keep your eyes on my fa- uh, feed to see all about that.
0: And finally, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. Follow the show at MC University pod. We do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash MC University pod. There will be some bonus episodes coming in the not too distant future. Mm-hmm. Going to be cooking up some stuff with the boys. Only murders in the building. And when it ends, better call Saul amongst the things that we will be tackling in the weeks to come. Uh, But yes, uh, keep supporting. Appreciate everybody for sending their questions and being such wonderful listeners. And also, I will stress and I'll keep stressing it on the Internet. I'll stress it here. Please, when you when you are on the Apple podcast feed or you're on the Spotify, hit us with a review. Um, Whether you want to five star it or whatever you want to do with it. Just give- no, no,
1: no! You do the Bomani Jones thing. Do the Bomani. The Bomani. If you give less than five stars, I'll believe you're a hater. Oh, yeah, he well. Said it best. All right,
0: that's, that's all, his rule. So that too. I was trying. To also, be, was trying from to an polite. actual
1: practical standpoint, from an actual practical standpoint, like a force, a three-star review is worse than no review. So just give five stars. <laughs>
0: oh yeah! If you, of course, if you can, if you can, we be we be very appreciative. But yeah, just make sure you review the show. It it helps people see the show even more and you never know who's uh looking or watching so for an it's mm-hmm. and for jake and for that damn black dragon roll i'm anthony canton the third this has been marvel cinematic university and we will talk to you next time